In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. I hope that everybody is having a beautiful day. I have an incredible show for you today, and I don't think it's a coincidence that it comes to you in the week where we had MLK Day, an individual who had a dream and who had been to the mountaintop. I find myself here at a mountaintop with these two incredible women who have so much to share and to give. And let me just give everybody a brief introduction for those who may not know. Starting alphabetically, I would like everyone to meet Anya Siebert, a transformative force in global HR and recruiting, an incredible human being, the founder of Free Spirit Human Capital. Anya intertwines the realms of personal and spiritual growth with human resource, emphasizing the profound connections between individuals on a deeper energetic level. With over 15 years of experience, she's not just reshaping careers, she's creating waves of positive change in the world of HR and recruitment and in all the lives of those who know her. Additionally, joining us is the visionary aerospace engineer, the one and only Shanaz Soni, with a fervent commitment to advancing humanity's presence on Earth, the moon, and Mars, and the space as a greater, even in space as well. As a senior systems engineer, she navigates the complexities of creating sustainable environments on the moon and paves the way for exploration on Mars. Shana's holistic approach and cutting-edge technology solutions stand out, stand at the forefront of advancing aerospace technology for the benefit of all of us. She's also an incredible author. For those that are watching, you can see the book right here, The Quantum Being. We're going to get into that and so much more today. Ladies, thank you for being here today. All of us at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Wow, what an incredible guy. Let me, Shanaz, how are you feeling today? What's going on? Well, the very interesting thing is that I have been homebound like a Cinderella. I mean, for four days now, because it's snowed in, it's all white, and this town stops when it happens. So all my meeting got canceled. All the school is off. Life is completely in the, between the thoughts, like Perry says. <laughs> So it's, it's perfect because I love it because I'm having so much fun in my house with all the books I have and like I'm lost in my own experience. And I have to say one thing about Anya 
is that Anya has proved everything that she is is because you and I are here because of her. So right. thank you, Anya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing to me that you know you talk about being snowed in. And then just recently, I know that Anya was snowboarding. And so when I think of snow, I think of the reflections and the reflections we have here. Anya, how's it going over there? How are things in your world? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, we are waiting for snow. Apparently, it's going to snow on Friday. Um, no, it's just, you know, like uh, rainy, gray, um, winter. But it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm in touch with uh, Shanaz every day. So we are, you know, in our own world. And with all these amazing people, you know, that we are meeting, uh, like me, you and me, George, we are constantly in contact yeah. and all the others, you know, Perry, Octopus Movement. So there's a lot going on. And I really want to share this also in my country, in Slovenia, everything, you know, what is possible? Like, what, what, what are we doing? Where they can join? So, yeah, it's quite fun. It's, it's really, really fun. It is fun. And maybe that's a that's a great way to kick it off, Shana. I was like, when I read through your book and I see all like the imagery in there, and some of it is in pictures, but some of the imagery is in these wonderful metaphors in which you're able to paint in the pictures of people. Like, what's going on right now? Are we beginning to see the evolution of the quantum being? What's going on? I think that people definitely are being aware that they have to up their game, right, in a good way. So that is a sign that people are waking up and then it's multiplying, right? The hundred monkey effect is truly happening. And, and the very fact that we met, even though we all live in a different part of the world, is a very good example that people who are seeking, they're going to find the tribe, right? Because we have found each other. Yeah. The, the key thing is that you have to keep on doing what your heart wants you to do, like Anya would say. And that's the best way you're going to show up for yourself because you can't just keep uh, living the old paradigm, the old narrative, the old uh, matrix life. Uh, you know, you have to kind of dwell in both worlds. So you can see my ha my hair. Mm. One is like free spirited, like Anya. The other one is not. It's because I'm making this thing that okay, yeah, we have to live in the matrix world, but we still have to. You see, <laughs> we so have funny. to do the quantum dance. We can't just because we can't just completely leave our corporate job and just be completely homeless and have no money or to feed our children. We don't have to do that, right? <laughs> We have to make sure we do this balance. And, and I think that people are doing it. And everybody who's going to watch this show, George, is an example of people are waking up. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Anya, what what do you think? Like, I, I know that we are here because of you. And you have introduced so many amazing people to me and to Shanaz. What, in your opinion, like, we're in your part of the world. Like, what do you see happening? Wow. A lot is happening. People are awakening. Absolutely. I mean, my mission is I really like this is my niche. You know, I'm helping people who are going through spiritual awakening and I'm normalizing that because, you know, they still need to go to work. They still need to live in this matrix, you know, in this reality that they created. And when they are waking up, it's it can be freaking, you know, horrible <laughs> in a way because they get lost and i just normalize that i just tell them everything's okay you know like just look at it from this perspective and then you know when they are um ready or they are longing for this change change in their career change in their life um i'm there because i can you know i can guide them because i went through this and all of you went through this and we are exchanging our um, experiences and i think that 
all the world needs now is this support. Yeah. So who already walked the path. So they are supporting people who are stepping onto this path. But we are waking up like massively. Even people, they don't really realize what is happening. They are. Because when you're asking yourself, who am I? What am I doing here? That's the first sign that, you know, something's going to change. It's I can't help but notice the symbol in the background behind you. And it's it's interesting because Shanaz and I had a conversation yesterday about being snowed in and the metaphor of being trapped inside and that spiraled into this idea of being trapped inside your head and just these different symbols and things. But when I look at the symbol behind you and I pair that with the words you just spoke, I think it's a very powerful connection of how you see the world and how you connect people. Like kind of like maybe you could what does that symbol behind you represent to you? It's a Merkaba, Merkaba. Yeah, we we already we already spoke in one of our uh, chats with Shanaz. I mean, it's it's very powerful symbol. It's like um, how can I say like a rocket? It's like a vehicle, you know, like uh, it takes you places. <laughs> so um, it's a multidimensional symbol that it's like an ast how can I say like an astral vehicle? How can I say it, Shanaz? Yes, can you help yes. me? Like in a very very simple way. <laughs> So basically, if you think about it, it's an integration, right? It's an integration of yin and yang. It's an integration of us, basically human being with you and the universe. And when you actually integrate it to the point where you bring yourself to the resonance of zero point energy, you become a human craft and you actually ascend. So Markaba is a vehicle to ascend. And that's pretty much what we're doing is we are ascending to a new level, to new dimensions, to new vistas, to new earth. <laughs> I'm going to need you to expand on that a little bit. Like, I think that this dovetails nicely with Anya's idea of people beginning to become aware of new things that are happening in their life, becoming aware of the environment around them, becoming aware of new senses that they have. Maybe you could speak a little bit to this, Shanaz, about this newfound awareness. Yeah. So I think it starts with the self-awareness, right? You have to have a self-awareness as as the prerequisite right for you to follow the new rabbit holes for you to get to know yourself right when you have that spark that trigger you know i mean those are the only people who are going to even pick up a book like the quantum mm -hmm. being like anya ha had the self-awareness right to even uh, like listen to the interview and take the action so the key thing for people is that it's not just that you become aware it's like what do you do after that like you have to think about it, but now you have to take an action. So even reaching out to people that you feel like you're resonating with is an action. And that to me is the first step. Keep following through, right? And then if somebody doesn't reciprocate, doesn't mean it's the end of the world because you have just begun. You got to keep on feeding that thirst that you have within you and keep on following to you because you're doing it for you and for the universe because it's all the same. It's like beginning a conversation, you know, or, you know what I was thinking about too? It, it's like the courtship between a man and a woman who find themselves in love for the first time. Like there's this magic between them and they want to get together. But anybody knows who's ever been a teenager, it's super awkward in the beginning because you don't know what to do. And you're like, oh my gosh, should I say that? Should I not say that? What are they thinking? Like <laughs> it, in some ways it's so exciting to me. It, do you think that's a good, fair enough analogy? Yeah, no, it's a great analogy. But the thing about that is that the reason we actually sabotage our own self is because we have an expectation, right? Because we have a, and like, for example, like, you know, all of us have, so that is where you have to kind of drop that, let your ego completely out of the equation, right? And be very real and vulnerable 
and also graceful. So that's why this becomes a quantum dance is that you have to do all. It's, you know, I think that I may have shared this story with you, Anwa uh, and George, but I'm going to just quickly say it again, because it's like my son, my 19-year-old son telling me, because he sees that my 12-year-old has spilled something on the stairs, and he says that, mom, I don't like that he spills something and he doesn't take accountability for it, right? So he was calling me and talking to me. And then I thought about the song, the gam you know, the gambler song, right? When to fold, when to hold. So, you know, we all have to do a little bit of that. It's like, it's like there's going to be that uh, Goldilocks zone, right? That you want to operate at. But to me, you know, when you want to form relationship, real relationship, whether it's partnership in love or partnership in friendship that we are doing, I think that it's okay for you to be a little bit vulnerable because I think that it's okay that the other person sees the side of you because none of us are perfect. So it's okay to kind of let it a little bit go and just embrace that because that's how you actually get to know whether you can even do a quantum dance together or not. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. I I think for a lot of people, at least for me, and maybe it was like this for Anya or maybe even for you, Shanaz, is that in the beginning, you have to have that romantic relationship with yourself. Like you really have to be vulnerable and be like, okay, I really love myself here, but this part very annoying i should probably work on that you know like that's hard to do it's hard to do that but once you do it it becomes that ripple in the pond effect where it radiates outwards you start pulling stuff towards you anya what do you think i mean when you start thinking about relationships and moving forward and stuff like this and, and the quantum yeah, being what's your thoughts that, that's a good question you know i'm really working a lot with people who are going through this um career transitioning yeah so they they are stuck or they found themselves they created you know like this situation they manifested this situation for themselves that they don't feel good so and all the focus when i'm talking to them it's like i don't like this i don't like this boss i don't like this you know job i don't like this i don't like this i don't like this and i was like okay so your focus is on what you don't like so that means you know where your focus goes energy flows so that means that you are manifesting even more of that. Exactly. I just, you know, and I help them to shift this perspective. Just focus on what you actually want. And usually you find this answer when you're connected to your heart. Like when you're, you know, seriously, like when you ask your mind, hey, what do I want? Like, you know, there will be ideas, but your mind will give you 1,500 answers or reasons why is that not possible. But when you ask your heart and you get to this heart desire and then you can focus on it and then the magic happens. And also how I, I really encourage people, like Shanas already mentioned, to find, like to, not to find, but to attract their tribe. So what I also do, you know, with people, I help them to raise their vibration on that level. So they are attracting their magnet for right people and right opportunities. And I'm walking the talk. Yeah, Like yeah. nobody can say that this is not possible because it is. I, I'm doing that all the time. And it's so much easier when a person creates this support system of, you know, soul aligned people like whether that it is, I don't know, like they're going through the divorce or, you know, a loss or they're going through a career transitioning or any other, you know, situation in their life. But this is it, like the integration, then the focus on, you know, heart desire and the support system of your tribe. Right. And George, I'd like to say one thing because you were, when you said something about being in love with yourself, I 
connecting with what Anya just said and I said, I want to connect it all because I have to say that, you know, if you know that what is the worst thing that's going to happen, right? Like when you become vulnerable or when you become, uh, you know, integrate new people in your energy. And when you know that the worst thing is going to happen is that you're going to get disappointed, right? Because that's the worst thing. A worst thing that's going to happen is mostly like when you really see it. But if you know that you're in love with yourself, then you can come back home. You see, you can always come back to yourself and say, okay, that was great to play in that hunger game. It was fun. We learned something. I learned about my, I did my shadow work. I found some skeleton in the closet. Now I'm back into myself. <laughs> it's so well said. You have a very, that brings up your definition of home. In your book, you have a very interesting definition of home. Maybe you can share that with people. Yeah, home yeah. to me is where the heart is. <laughs> but home to me is where... You know, your your child self lives home home to me is where you're the most comfortable where you can wear your pajama and you can not have any makeup on and you can just be extremely accepting of yourself right and and we all create our home in our own way like i mean you know technically it can be a real home like in my case i live alone so i have that sanctuary everywhere i go I have altars because you know i've created that right for me uh, to kind of like play in the playground and I think that we all should get to know ourselves to the level where I actually encourage people to even not have any human, any animal, anybody around and get to know themselves. Like, you know, for like how many days you can give yourself that, right? Just so you can know that how do you manage yourself? Because right now I can assure you that we have been homebound for five days and a lot of people would have a trouble just completely alone in the house where you can't even go out because it's like we are not trained to manage the snow or the ice or the black ice, right? And I actually look at this as like, my God, more home time. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I'm a huge fan of, of being alone on some levels. And in some ways, we're always all alone together, right? Like you may think that people around you are really vibing with you or, or and then you can feel it and people are, and you can understand the heart coherence. But at the end of the day, we're kind of all alone together. And, and maybe, maybe we're just one entity, but like, I don't know. What do you, what's your thoughts on that, Anya? Yeah. I mean, I really like to be in a place. I, it used to be different. Like I, I used to be a really different person when I was in a place with people I couldn't handle if nobody was speaking, you know, like I had to make connection. I had to say something. But now when I'm with, you know, when I'm in a place with right people, I don't even have to say anything because we are communicating already and it's enough. And it's such a profound feeling when you are with somebody and you don't even have to communicate, you know. And this is like because we are all, we are all together, but we are all yeah, by ourselves, you know, we, yeah, and we don't feel alone or we don't feel neglected or whatever. It's just this awesome feeling. So, yeah, I'm spending it, a lot of time with people sometimes and we don't even talk a lot, you know. It, it's yeah. interesting, you know, I'm re um, so George, I'm reading this comment by Mark Davis. It's very interesting. It says more home time equals you need to motivate yourself. And I have to say that more home time actually means that you're more in touch with yourself. So to me, like you should not have to motivate. It should be natural for you to follow your passion, right? Because you're no longer doing anything to sell a perception because you are doing it because you really want to, right? Because you, you are home, you are by yourself. 
And that's when you get to really know who you really are and what is your motive behind anything you do. Because I think the more clear you are in your motive, your, yeah. you know, your, your interaction with other will become more transparent because, you know, what, oh, you know, because we are the universe, right? So at the end of the right. day, like if people are not trusting you, then you ask the question to yourself, do you trust yourself? You see? Yeah, I love that. I love the more that I think about this and the more that I get to play with it, and especially after reading the book, The Quantum Being right here and talking to Anya, this idea of, I think there's a chapter in your book called like mirror, mirror on the mirror, mirror. And it's, it's, it's so defining in so many ways and fractal. If I can steal a little word from the book that is beautiful. Like when you look in the mirror, especially sometimes in the bathroom of a medicine cabinet, you can see like three different mirrors and you can look at yourself. Sometimes it feels as if you're looking at yourself in the past. Sometimes it feels as if you're looking at yourself in the future. But I just want people to hold on to that for a moment and take that same idea outside and look at the people around you because it's the same thing. You're looking at yourself in a different body. You're looking at yourself as a different gender. You're looking at yourself in the past. You're looking at what you can be. And if you can begin to see yourself as the limitless, as everybody around you, it fundamentally transforms your relationship with who you are. And it just opens you up to the love that is all right there. Like, look, you could be all of these people. Oh my God, that person's sad. We should try to help them. Or, oh my God, look at those persons acting. I act like that. But the message is the way in which it seems to me after reading your book that the quantum being is communicating with us is it's, it's overwhelmingly beautiful. What, any thoughts on that? You're asking me, right? So I have to yeah. say that like the best, you know, I always say that you're basically, if you're wondering about your life, right? Or how are you doing? Like, you know, every now and then you should check into yourself. Right. Then just look around all the people you're surrounded by, right? And then like Anya said, she's happy that she's surrounded by you and me, right? So when you look at people that you're surrounded by, <laughs> that is a great gauge for you that where you are in your life, right? And if you are not happy with the people you're surrounded by, then the good thing is now you already know. So as soon as you know, based on quantum physics, you can make the changes you need to make, right? And, and that to me is what people need to use, that everybody is projecting the aspect of you that you're not able to process within you. So therefore, look at everybody as a gift, whether you like them or not, they're a gift to you so that you get to know yourself. It's so well said. It's really well said. Anya, what would, when you think about that aspect, what do you think about? Yeah, I mean... Like I said, you know, I'm communicating a lot with people in uh, working environments, in corporate environments. So when they are talking about toxic, um, for example, co-workers, you know, toxic co-workers or bosses or whatever, or whoever in their life, you know, is triggering them. And when I mention that, you know, like there is a possibility, you know, that, that there is something that is inside of you that you are manifesting that. And that's really difficult for them to accept. It was really difficult for me to accept because I had to go also through that realization, you know. But when you think about it, it's because we are all one. We are all one. And it's actually, you know, sometimes it's like people, they say, I don't have a choice. I have to stay there. Yeah, you can stay there, but just shift your perspective. You don't have to suffer where they are. For example, yesterday I was talking to Zen. He's another amazing being. He's one yeah. of the founders of, uh, yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, one of the founding members of uh, Octopus Movement as well. And he said, yeah, like a lot of people, they should learn how to really enjoy, how to like, you know, grow this passion in things they 
they they wouldn't enjoy because you can always see things from different perspective like you know like you don't have to suffer uh but we are so taught like we are programmed to suffer that something that is not like i don't like this i like this i don't like this and if you don't like it you know like then yeah the result is that you suffer because you're going against yourself but if you look at from you know different like higher perspective it's a game and you can choose you can choose every time you can choose to step out you can choose to to change the rules of the game yeah you know there's money you have to work da, 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 whatever but still like on the other hand you can find some balance you know to balance that out it doesn't have to be like this abyss of you know disaster I love it. I love the idea of the quantum, the quantum gang or the quantum dance as Shanaz was talking about. You know, it's it seems to there's this, there's this. I read this book called Wabi Sabi for Artists. And the way they broke it down in the book was like this tradition, this Eastern tradition of coaxing the beautiful out of something that is not beautiful. So the example they give is like a broken pot that's put together with like a golden, like sort of a paste. And it's like, Oh, or even if it's not broken, like the, it's all scarred up, but every one of those scars is a defining moment in that pot's history. Hey, this is when Uncle George fell down the stairs and remember he got up in his underwear and he kissed mom. Remember that, how funny that was? You know, but like all of these little scars that are left behind are what make us beautiful. And so uh, maybe this is a good segue, Shanaz. We talked a little bit about people making transformations in their life. Sometimes when people begin finding a new life or falling in love with themselves, the other relationships begin to fall away. And how, do, how, what are some ways that people can look at that and find meaning in that? Well, I think that every time when you are at the set, like I call them milestone, right? Like I call okay. them different chapters in your life, right? Like whenever you are, especially when very significant people in your life is whether coming or leaving, mm -hmm. that to me means that you are really doing something. You are leveling up. Like you're really changing your, yeah, you're, you're making yeah. a very big change in your life. So they should look at that as a gauge. So don't get attached to the fact that a person is leaving or coming. It's more like, wow, like I actually am moving into another lesson. I'm moving into another level in the, in the grade, right? Like I'm going. So to me, that's how I see it. And then you know, when you talked about scars, it's kind of interesting because even when you get sick, yeah. So I have like, I know it sounds kind of interesting. I'm amazed that I'm still alive because I have been worked on every part of my body. I've had so many surgery. I can't name it. I've had every single disease that when you travel to South America, they actually give you the list of diseases. And I look at all of them and I already had it. So I'm like, okay, there's nothing to fear. I mean, what, what else is going to happen? But the point of the story is that that is what I mean. I actually call that upgrades. Every time when I get sick, I feel like I'm getting upgrades because I need to, like, it's almost like you're matching your frequency back to, right? So in order for you to match it up, you have to do a little bit of a work on yourself. So it's kind of like, it gives you an opportunity to upgrade yourself. So I look at all these transformation or leveling up as us saying that, you know what? We're doing something right. Like we really uh, have gotten the hang of this evolution game. <laughs> Yeah, I think I couldn't agree more. That was wonderfully said. I, I, I do see it as upgrades. Anya, what, what is your take on, you know, you've spoken about some things happening to you where you came to the realization this thing happened to you. Do you think that that is what gives you the ability to see it in other people when you had the lived experience of something? Is that like a sign that now you can go back and help other people? 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, there's, uh, I mean, I cannot really copy paste my experiences like, uh, or my, you know, advice or tools or whatever I was using. I am using to everyone. I'm just saying like the information is out there, you know, just take it or leave it. If you resonate, I can help you. If you don't resonate, there's a solution, you know, otherwise for you. Uh, but when you were talking, you know, like this <laughs> mind came to my, uh, to my head. It's like, um, very, uh, it's a fun fact. Yeah. When I was dating on, on Tinder, when I was hanging out on Tinder, um, and I was like, it was probably like six months was, you know, the series of very similar type of men. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is going on you know like there's a pattern like no like what i need to do so when that pattern ended i was like yes i love it you know? you're I celebrating did. yes um, but i was yeah it was it was fun like in this kind of situation you know it's that like oh you, you can be like really desperate in a way you know like oh my god what is wrong with me no just like okay you're trying this you're trying this like okay this you know like what else like i should like this blockage okay i'm aware of this but what i was doing mostly is like i was just expanding my awareness I was not like, you know, like, okay, I have this block. Now I have to get rid of it. Or I will meditate for like 10 hours just to, you know, like, I don't know, connect to something. I don't know. No, I was just expanding my awareness. I'm a sponge. I'm a sponge. You know, I'm, I'm very, very like attracting now a lot of people and a lot of amazing information that really helped me level up in a, yeah, in very, right. very, um, very fast way, I would say. And Anya, what you just said exemplifies that you are in love with yourself enough that you came back to yourself when you had those experiences, right? So that is exactly how we actually work our way through challenges, right? Or through things that come that kind of a little bit test us or take us out of our comfort zone. So what you did is exactly what I want everybody to understand that, you know, when you are in love with yourself or when you understand enough that everything is a reflection of you, then you just don't take anything personally. Right. And that exactly. is the best way you can move on with your life. <laughs> it's so awesome. I love this conversation. And so when, when I, I want to just speak to what you just said, Shanaz, when you become aware of this, but at what point in time does like the Schrodinger's cat effect get involved or like you becoming aware that you're aware like, does that mess it up a little bit? Does that change the experiment? Like when you become- Oh, definitely. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you become aware, that awareness sends out, broadcasts the message, right? right? So now you are definitely changing your trajectory, your timeline, your experiences. It's the quantum physics. So you have already, that's why, I mean, I will tell you like, I'll give you a very simple example, by the way. It's interesting how it goes, right? When there are times when I'm getting on calls with people, right? Like, um, and then- like they are not planning on recording it because they just want to get to know me. But generally the conversation is always pretty amazing. So I feel like let's record it. And I've noticed that when you kind of record the conversation versus not, people act differently. Some people do, some people don't. And I think that's yeah. another way to gauge that. But the point I'm trying to say is that that's such a small thing, right? If you think about it, but we, we are subatomic particles. We are moving subatomic particles. So what I'm saying is, Anything and everything changes. The very fact that when Anya said that people say that, uh, well, I don't have a choice, right? As soon as they say that, they have closed all the doors. All the doors that was open, they closed it themselves by their words, 
by the putting the spell on themselves because by thinking that you have no choice is a choice right yep. but so coming back to uh, what you were asking yeah that's why to me this entire inner dialogue that we all have to live with every day becomes our biggest pros and biggest cons because you have to navigate that inner dialogue in a way that it moves you uh, into prosperity, moves you into feeling joy, moves you into peace. And if you are having an inner dialogue that takes you into places where you feel, uh, you know, like Anya was saying that one of her client was all about, you know, focusing on a certain thing, then that to me means that you really haven't mastered your craft yet within yourself. And you really should make that as the highest priority because when you do, your life is going to unfold like a lotus flower beyond your imagination. It's so beautiful to think about that particular aspect. <laughs> I love the language you use about a lotus flower unfolding like that. I want. I have a question for both of you. That that uh, I, I recently listened to a lecture about some people talking about a problem with um derealization like this idea that they were finding themselves in a world that wasn't real and they spoke about it as a pejorative but to me it seems as if that's the beginning of understanding or, or having a, a a bigger idea of awareness so let me start with you on what what when i say the word derealization like what does that mean to you can you repeat that derealization yeah have you heard that before no not really like, did you feel that, Shanas? I no. That's I, I so. Yeah. Tell me, tell because, me more. <laughs> exactly. No, I agree with you, Anya, because I've heard the word that we are living in a simulation, right? And right. I can go into that. Yeah. But the yeah. derealization, yeah. Please tell us what that word means first. <laughs> first off, this is super awesome, then, because let's let's define. Like, since we're the ones talking about it, maybe we can be the ones that decorate it in a way that's helpful to other people. It seems to me that derealization is the beginning of awareness that the world in which you live in doesn't have to be your real. It doesn't have to be your reality. So it's derealizing de some of the conditioning. What do you think about That's a pretty good definition okay. of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I mean, like I always say that if you live in a chaos, like if there, if there is a chaos around you, it doesn't have to be in your life. You know? So it's like you can see the reality around you um, I mean, outside world, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you are conditioned to have a chaotic life. I think that could be maybe one example, you know, that you, you are, you are putting different, you're putting focus on different reality. Yeah. It's well said. Shanaz, what do you think? I, I love it when she starts looking up because I know she's got this deep, she's like, I can see the wheels turning and there's about to be something profound just thrown out to us. So thank you. <laughs> Okay, so first, first of all, I, I feel like that we have the capacity to dial any channel with our thoughts, right? So because we have that capacity and the power, and we have like infinite amount of channels available, uh, like, you know, when you buy the book, Quantum Being, you get like a subscription of direct TV channels. No, I'm just kidding. But the point is, <laughs> because you, you become aware of those channels. So, so yeah, so the point of the story is we all have infinite amount of channels, right? Whether you dial in or not is a choice, right? So that to me is the most important thing. So whatever is happening around you, if you understand that you are the one 
projecting it back to you, then you are the source, right? So you are the source. So you have only yourself to blame to, even if you are in the center of chaos where like, you don't know, then you have a choice. I'll tell you, there are so many times I've met friends in places that did not align with my resonance. Like it was either smoky or it was either too chaotic or the music wasn't exactly what I wanted. I would tell them that I am not going to stay here. I'm going somewhere where I like it. You can come with me or stay here, your choice. And of course they follow me because they want to be with me. But the point is when you become that selective, I mean, that's example of a physical time and space. But what I'm talking about, even in your life, you get to choose the reality you want to live in. So to me, the derealization means that as soon as you realize that this reality doesn't have to be the way it is, then do something about it because you are the quantum being. Damn it. <laughs> yes. I, I love. Right. I love. <laughs> that's so great. It's so true. <laughs> There's another, when I was reading through the book, like I, I've, I've got all of my, my tabs in here and stuff that I, I've highlighted some stuff. I think that when we're, we're all probably read the same way where you just start underlining stuff. And there was a quote that, that you quoted, Shanaz, in the book that says, the love that you are withholding is the pain that you carry. And I wanted to throw that off to you. And maybe you can expand a little bit. Like, what's that mean to you? And then I want to ask Anya the same question. Yeah. So what it means is that because, you know, when you when your pain is occupying the space, then how are you going to open the door for love to come? Right? So, and I think that to some extent, you know how they say like when your tooth is like, when your tooth is moving, right? Like when you have a young boys, uh, like all my boys went through that, right? Their, their tooth was about to come out and part of me just wanted to take it out, right? Like the, some sort of floss or something, right, Anya? It's like, because, you know, it's about to come out, but it's not ready to come out yet. So to me, like you have to make sure that when it's really ready, then you can do it gracefully. But until it's not ready, you can't. So to some extent, we all have to heal from our, uh, you know, from our traumas, our wounds, our challenges, whatever we went through in life. And there, there is that, there is that alignment, right, for us to completely come home where we can merge with other people in a way that is going to be very, you know, it's going to be very liberating. Because as long as you're holding up pain, because, you know, we attract whom, who we are, right? So as long as you're holding up pain, you're going to attract people who also are holding up mm. pain, right? So when they're holding up pain, you're holding up pain, the two people come together, which is the reason we have so much mess going on in partnership right now, is because people are not doing the good home cleaning within themselves, right? Because I believe that we should at least do a good job in making sure that we are good within ourselves because then it's so much easier to attract a partner because like I see so many people who are in online dating, right? And they're dating for years and years and years. They're struggling with finding the right person. And to me, that means that they haven't, they haven't found their own home yet, right? So they have to make sure that they are home and then once they're home, they probably won't even feel that they need a partnership. Mm -hmm. And then partnership will come because that's actually exactly how quantum physics work. <laughs> Schrodinger cat, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Anya, what do you think? Yeah, really cool. I actually highlighted the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. I love that. <laughs> you guys are so cute. <laughs> 
It's amazing. Yeah, um, it's really profound. It's like the love that you are withholding is the pain you carry. I see it as like, you know, when you are in pain, yeah, um, you think that that pain is a limitless. But then when you feel, when you start feeling love, then you see, you know, like it can fill that void of course but it's so much more (laughs) and i see this you know love is really limitless and that pain becomes like just a fractal you know um this is how i see um this statement so the pain that we are withholding uh, i mean the love that we are withholding in ourselves it's like it is in ourselves already yeah and it's, it's absolutely limitless. It's so much more than, you know, what we are here. It's so much more than that pain that we carry in our heart. Um, so, yeah, when we release that, when we release the pain, we become quantum being of love. Exactly. And I, and I knew you kind of triggered me, so I have to say this. So one of the things that I want people to understand is that the pain is just a trigger, right? Because if you think about it, our emotion, our feelings, our emotion is how we gauge how, you know, whether we are happy, right? Whether we are sad, whether we are in peace, whether we are not. And to me, like pain is a very good way to get to say, okay, you know what? I don't like this, right? And it's okay because to me, but we have to process it and integrate it in the right way so it doesn't keep coming back. You see, because if it keeps coming back, then you're not going to ever like integrated right so like you know when people say that if you're in a pain then you should just you know like distract yourself by watching a comedy movie someone like me if i'm in a pain you can put anything in front of me but i want to cry right now so i'm not going to laugh at the comedy movie right but there are i mean you know everybody's different right but what i'm trying to say is that don't try to mask it or don't try to cover it up like guest is coming and you're going to hide all the clutters in the closet actually embrace it like integrate it and that way, what happens is now you become exactly what you were saying, George, about, you know, when something is broken and then you kind of uh, glue it with the, yeah. with the gold, right? Yeah. What happens, it becomes even more bright and shiny because I think the fact that I've gone through so much trauma and I still learn to integrate it is the only reason I can share this light with you guys, right? Same with Anya and same with you, George. So, so that actually becomes our badge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it reminds me like uh, when it, when you break a bone that it grows back stronger in that area. And so why wouldn't that be the same in relationships? If we're honest with ourselves, when something in us breaks, we're inviting it to grow back stronger. We're inviting something bigger. But so many people run from the pain or maybe it's not that they run from, it, but they're afraid of it. And so they, they've never maybe been taught or they've never really applied the necessary ways to heal it for themselves. And then you you start seeing these ailments, whether it it could be obesity or it could be some sort of a mental illness. Like I think that a lot of those stem from people not addressing or just sitting with the pain that's, that's breaking inside of them. What do you girls think? Does that sound relevant? Yeah. And I have to say, by the way, that George, you have done a good job with the live because uh, there's people, uh, comments so are amazing. And no, Naima, um, I completely agree with you. Her, her comments is that we do with our vibrational cal- recalibrations, we re-equilibrate pain and holding to it, even unconsciously through triggers, which is exactly true. Right. And that's why the more you become aware of self-awareness again, right, of yourself, it helps you process and integrate it better. 
So, so George, I was actually reading that comment, so I yeah. didn't pay attention to your question. So please ask again. <laughs> well, let, let's do this. Like, let's. There are so many amazing comments in here, and I, even though I might be doing a good job with live, I think I could do a better job. Like, we should be allowing the people in the audience to ask some questions. Oh yeah, let's open the right? door because yeah, I'm seeing certain things. I don't know what you guys see on your screen. Uh, Anya, are you seeing like names in the comments? I'm reading. I'm reading. I'm yeah. on it. Okay, well, I'm sorry, everybody. Sorry. We should, everybody should be involved in this. And we're over here. And we should actually, yeah. And let's ask. So okay. we're, ask, we're asking you guys to please ask yeah. a question because okay. we are having so much fun. We would love for you to also have fun the same yes. way we are having it. <laughs> let's start off with right here. It's amazing what happens when we recalibrate and align our energy field with our purpose and intention. Anya, take that one. Where are you going to run with that? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Of course, I think it's what I do in companies. You know, this is what I do in companies. Seriously, for example, I mean, I can mention. You know, now I'm a part of this amazing company, HDAI, which is combining human design and artificial intelligence, and we are building the dream team based on vibrational frequency, mm -hmm. based on this energy alignment. And you, like, I cannot even express with words. You know how freaking amazing how non-linear that is and it's absolutely like for some people it's impossible but we are showing it's possible and soon you know everything is going to be out in the open i mean we, we're going to go public and everything you know and i'm going to connect you to kyle because i want that kyle will be here and he will explain to you what we are doing he's the founder yeah and uh it's it's this is it yeah that's my jam that is who i am this is quantum being and we cannot go we cannot be anything else if we are freaking quantum being we cannot be anything else and now when we realize that when we remember come on people we cannot go back that's there's no way back and I like to meet Carl, uh, Anya. So yeah, I know we talk about it. And you know, it's interesting because the company that you work for is an interesting combination with, of him. With a company that I work with. <laughs> I work always with. say that. Yeah, I you always say with. that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to say that because technically, yeah. whether you're an employee or not, we all are working with them because at with the end of the day, them. the company would not exist if we are not there, right? So yeah. so the leader, leader needs followers. So I agree yeah. with you. But I have to say that the human design combined with AI is a very classic way to say that how we want to dwell in the world where we basically use both right and left hemisphere, right? Because, you know, you don't throw the baby with the bathwater, right? So like for me, like it's funny because all these years I've been learned, you know, how to look at extremely challenging products and make sense out of it. And then ultimately I use the exact same methodology in writing my book, The Quantum Being. You see, so my being, a rocket scientist actually helped me to project the information to people about quantum physics in a way that everybody can understand it. And I think that that is the recipe, right? That how you yeah. use what you've acquired yeah. With, yeah. with all there is and channel it using what you already have. So that's the dance. That's the quantum dance. <laughs> it's a beautiful dance. I love it. Here's another one. I think this is from Jeff. How do you balance the runaway train of creativity with the constraints of dense 3D structures? Shanaz, you want to take that one? Yes, I would love to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Because I do it every day, damn it. Okay. I know. Okay. <laughs> More so than you guys do, I think. I think that the first of all, what you need to understand is that every single thing in, is in your life because you choose to have it in your life. 
right? So first you have to answer that question because in my case, yeah, I do have a job to work as a NASA rocket scientist, right? And it does come with a constraint. Uh, well, my constraint is that I have scheduled meetings every day, right? So I can't just uh, talk to Anya and George whenever I feel like it. I have to make sure that I'm available, right? So yeah, that's a constraint. But then I choose to be in that constraint. You know why? Because my livelihood comes from that. Not only livelihood monetarily, but my livelihood mentally. Because I get to speak to people who are cream of the crops. They're, you know, like the cream of the crops of human population. It's only like handful of people. I mean, in a big scheme of life, like maybe thousand of people working on us going to moon and Mars. So it's a very small number, right? I get to actually play with them, talk to them, brainstorm. And all of that I do, it ends up feeding me into what I do with you guys, you see? So what I'm saying is, that don't look at it as a constraint, especially if you have already choose that to be part of your life, right? If you don't want that to be part of your life, and if it is a constraint, then what I would recommend is you should take an action to dissolve it and bring the new, new things in your life. And the step number one of dissolving anything you don't like is acknowledging that it is a problem. So I would recommend you to do that first and if it is a problem, then if there is a problem, there's always a solution. And of course, you can always do one-on-one -on -one with any one of us to help you, um, you know, unpack that. Absolutely. Yes. It's well said. <laughs> Anya, you're a very creative person. Like, do you ever feel like that you get consumed by creativity? I love creativity. I mean, I'm in a flow, you know, like when I just like let go. But the thing is, I mean, I really don't care about constraints. <laughs> I mean, the only constraint that I feel now is like that I have to pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and that I have to, like, that I have to, you know, like pay expenses and, you know, like, like stuff like that. But with my creativity and what I'm doing, I don't feel any constraints because I'm creating. I really believe in this. Like, if you want to predict the future, just create it. Yeah. And um, how I see it as well is like a lot of people, they are defining constraints or they are defining problems, but they're not really a problem. <laughs> you know, sometimes a problem can be a solution in different perspectives, but because a lot of people see it as a problem, you know, there, there's this individual is like, oh, yeah, I got a problem. And it's like, no, like, is this really like if this changes how your life is going to be different? It's like, I don't think it's going to be different. Yeah. So. You know, it doesn't have enough on it. You know what I mean? It's like you have to ask yourself first, like, is this thing really a problem? Like, in what way it is negatively affecting your life? Because when you ask this question, sometimes you get to an answer that it doesn't really affect. <laughs> and uh, Anya, you said something that I really want to expand on. You said predicting versus creating. So I have to say that based on quantum physics, predicting is actually creating right because the reason and that is the reason we have this mass thing going on right in the world with the with like let's say let's say if you want people like like if you want people to think about something right like if you want to make humanity think about apocalypse for example right what you're going to do is if you're a smart person right and your goal is to kind of put people in fear frequency, right? What are you going to do is you're going to make movie on apocalypse and you're going to make it one of the best movie on the world. Everybody's going to watch it. And while you're watching the movie, what you're doing is you're actually creating that reality for you and everybody else. So 
at the end of the day, because we are that powerful, we need to at least take responsibility for what we are predicting, because what we're predicting is what we're creating. Yeah, where our focus is, you know, like their energy is there. Exactly, exactly. So that's how powerful we are. And, you know, I have a son who's extremely, uh, you know, he's, he's studying meteorology, right? And he's extremely taken by the weather, right? So he basically every single time he whatever weather prognosis he gives it always happens so i always tell him that just there are times he says something like negative about the weather i say can you just change that and he said mom but that's what i see on the model and i said no 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 because you know you're putting a spell in my life so i wanted to make it a good one <laughs> it's a great point like how how often does that happen in conversations that we have with people especially loved ones when you say something negative to them you have no idea how the long-term repercussions of that negative thought, how long are they going to carry it with them? How are they going to interpret it? I love the idea of it being a spell because the language we use does hang like a cloud over us sometimes, and it can be a spell. What, you know, here's another one from, our, from, our, from the incredible audience that's listening today. It says, let's talk money energy and the programs that keep us all feeling like we haven't enough. There's, that's a big one, right? Like that conditioning that we aren't enough. Yep, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, please. I think that that mindset comes with the fact that we look at money as a source of success mm. or we look at money as a source of prosperity. And partly, you know, if you think about it in the world, generally, you know, you have to pay money to buy a loaf of bread. So I so it makes sense. But if you think about it, you don't pay money to buy love. You don't pay money to buy friendship. You don't pay money to buy tribes. Or you don't pay money to create what you, three of us created. We didn't reach out to each other because we gave money to each other. None of right. us did. Right. We reached out to each other because we felt love. George is hey, George is paying StreamYard. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on him to give to me for free. We'll see. I think we're going to have to do something about that. But I mean, to some extent, there should be a good balance, right? There should be good reciprocity. So I completely agree that we all have to live in this matrix world, and money is the, the currency that we use to buy things easily mm. i agree with that but what i'm saying is that when you start thinking about quantum field when you move away from classical physics mindset then you realize that what you give comes around right because of law of conservation of energy so if you're going to give somebody unconditional love and you will receive the unconditional love even if not from the same person from another person or from another tribe or from another source yeah, I like that. What what would you add to that, Anya? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think that um, money in today's world is connected to freedom. Mm. So people are not uh, feeling free. You know, they, they don't feel free because they are they are trapped <laughs> in this uh, scarcity mindset or, you know, like whatever that is around us. Um, I mean, I'm not a billionaire yet, yet. <laughs> but the thing is, um, it's like I'm, I'm really learning. I'm learning how to build loving relationship with money. So every time that I have to give away money, you know, to, I don't know, to expenses, taxes, whatever, it's like I say goodbye, you know, as a friend, like, <laughs> hey, I know you can only come here. I know you're going to come yeah. back. You know, bring a friend as well, <laughs> even more. So it's like you're just—I'm just having fun, you know, with it. So because otherwise, yeah, you can get crazy. 
you can, you, it's really difficult, you know, if you get caught up in this emotions, in this, you know, scarcity mindset, because we, we live in a world of abundance. Yeah. We seriously live in the world of abundance. Oh my God. Like seriously. Um, there's so much everything, you know, like if you think about like consumership, I mean like consumer, you know, like when people are buying stuff that they don't need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's so much stuff, but our mindset is like that we don't have enough money. Like why? I always ask people when I talk to them, it's like, why what would that mean to you because it always has to be thought yeah a desire then the emotional charge and then action step so if you're going to manifest money da, 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 you know just sending out in the universe nothing's going to happen yeah you have to do something you have to share this unconditional love help others you know and it's going to come back in 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 different ways because i feel very abundant talking to you guys like this today really yeah and, and you i forget about everything else you know like my challenges they don't exist in that right. two hours or one hour that we are together and this is really cool feeling and and anya you said something that i just love and i have to i have to i know you have only five minutes so i'll try my best but i have to say this you started out this whole thing and you said people connect money with freedom and you're absolutely right because i have one son he was only like 10 years old and he basically because you know i was in a very challenging relationship at the time so he uh, like he like he was actually 12 years old when he became aware that he didn't want to be in the household right i mean this is a smart child so now he's thinking that how am i going to escape from this reality so he knew that money was exactly the source of freedom so he started doing uh, you know managing a minecraft server because he's a great brilliant gamer and when he started doing that, he started learning how to kind of like, he basically fake his age and he made some money and he did all these things because he told me now, because I was trying to understand how did you make digital money at the age of 12? And he said, mom, of course I had to lie, you know? But now, I mean, of course he's in a whole different, but he's an entrepreneur, right? He has his own company. And the interesting thing is that he actually did everything that one would desire. And I want to share the story because everybody needs to hear this, is that he he followed the money as a source of freedom. He became the millionaire, right? He did everything in a very young age. And he actually came to the point where that he became slave to his own creation because he is the CEO of the company. He even got selected by Forbes as 30 under 30 because he's only 24 right now. And he's already taken the whole cycle and he has learned how money is enslaved. But the thing is, he's made money, so he does, money's not going anywhere. He gave his job to somebody else. He hired somebody else. And now he's doing this dance where he traveled the world. He still has money and people and company. So he navigated the life in a very interesting way. And what I'm saying, Anya, is that you're right, that sometimes people think that money is the source of freedom. And to some extent, it is depending on what your vantage point is, right? But, but what you need to re- realize that once you get there, you're going to know what true freedom is, right? And this is freedom, what we have here. It really is. And me and me and George, we're going to check our soul compass later. You know? Yes. <laughs> Who are we in flow? But um, yeah, this was this was amazing. We should do this more often. Definitely. Definitely. There's so many. There's so I think we just barely scratched the surface and we there's so many other people we can mention as far as this is going. But let's continue to do it. I know we got to wrap up. Um, let me start with you, Anya. Before I let you go, before we end our session today, where can people find you? What do you have coming up? What are you excited about? Maybe you can just share us a little bit before you go. 
there's so much thing that I'm excited about. But yeah, uh, my main platform is LinkedIn. Uh, so Anya Gibert on LinkedIn. I'm pretty much the only one um, <laughs> with the surname, probably. But uh, otherwise, it's freespirithc.com. So it's Free Spirit Human Capital. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. I'm just uploading videos so whoever is watching and he they want to you know uh, change my YouTube or optimize it or whatever I'm not interested at this point because I'm just uploading what I'm doing you know somewhere in the future I will probably monetize it but this is not priority um, but I, I really I really want to you know like gather all the amazing content that we have so I can share it around um so youtube channel and there's facebook there's instagram a fresh one because i never had instagram before um so yeah like you know there's a way if people want to reach me there is always a way oh i'm not hiding <laughs> it's beautiful i don't think you can hide you have such a tremendous way of navigating through life that every kind of shines like a light so thank you for that shanaz where can people find you what do you have coming up what are you excited about so first of all, if people want to find me, if they type my name on Google, apparently I'm all over the spectrum now because I have channels on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. And, and just like Anya, like I'm in a starting point too. I have like less than 400 subscribers, but those people are loving people like yourself, like real people whom I talk to. So I actually feel good that I even have a small number. And what I would say is that I actually recently did an interview with Dan Willis. And Dan Willis is an ex-Navy whistleblower. And I basically got to exchange the history of humanity to some extent. I know more about it than what we shared on the interview. But I think you will like the type of conversation I'm putting it out there. Because truly, they're very raw. They're just, they're just me talking like, like I was talking to you guys. And you're going to definitely pick something from it. And please check out my website. It's basically my first last name.com. And uh, everything that I want to share to the world is all there. And if there's anything that resonates with you, then um, then that means that I've done my purpose of having this light out. And tomorrow I'm having an interview with Alex Ferrari on Next Level Soul. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited and a little bit nervous, Anya. Oh my God. Okay. But yeah, it's definitely it happening. Amazing. Like, yeah, that was also manifested because, but I already knew it. I told you, yeah, it's like you got the vision, and I just followed along. Yeah, I had the this vision. I had the vision, and I was like, I know you're gonna be there. Just make it happen. <laughs> and I love Anya. I love George, and I'm so happy that we have found each other. And if you guys like this type of exchange, then please uh, keep helping, uh, helping us move in that direction because we're looking for a little bit of a validation in our own way that are we going in the right direction. Well that said. We can as many people as possible, of course. That's the aim, yeah. Yeah. And to everybody, every one of our guests that took some time to hang out with us today and ask some questions, thank you for participating in this conversation with us. We love every one of you and every one of your conversations make our conversation better. And I think we can make the world a little bit better. So thank you to everyone. I hope everyone has a beautiful day. That's all we got. Aloha. <laughs> Bye, guys. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years 
Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true, but you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.